Gospel Fire is a podcast dedicated to the proclamation and celebration of the one true gospel as recorded in the Holy Word of God, to the glory of Christ, and the building up of the saints. Welcome to the Gospel Fire podcast. I'm Aaron Sebastian. I'm here with my brother, Matt Sebastian, uh, also brother in Christ, and uh, you know, uh, what's up, Matt? We're here to celebrate and proclaim the gospel. Uh, uh, I know you went to church today. I did too. Uh, how, how was uh, the sermon? Man, it was a fantastic day. A uh, good chance to be at Marshburg Community Baptist Church with the Saints of Christ and uh, get a chance to enjoy a sermon from, from Brother Steve Broughton and uh, get a chance to uh, really just talk about uh, talk about the gospel at church and uh, leading up to what we're uh, taking on is the Gospel to Ever Home initiative. So we're super excited about that. Yeah, man. Um, and uh, after church, uh, Sandra and I got a chance to drive around to some of the homes and in the neighborhoods that we're going to be uh, passing out the Gospel to Ever Home literature and pray for those uh, individual uh, dwelling places. So uh, hopefully, and I know that, yeah. that the Lord is working in those homes as we speak to soften their heart to hear from him so yeah awesome we you know we talked about that in episode one that initiative to get the gospel to every home i'm going to be leading that up at our church at farmdale with some others and uh, we're a little bit behind you guys but man yeah i'm so excited to uh to kick off that initiative and uh, you know our pastor preached on why we must share the gospel this morning. Uh, may even drop a link to that sermon uh, on our Facebook page. Uh, but but yeah, I'm excited about that initiative. I'm excited to be able to lead in that way. And, and uh, I think God's going to do uh, great things through it. I think people are going to come to Christ. And, and man, it's just going to be an awesome time of fellowship and partnership together for the gospel. Good deal. Um, yeah, so. I know we're excited about that. How's how's everything going? How's the how's the family doing? Uh, we're we're doing good. Uh, I got a new job. Starting start, this week, right? Uh, Tuesday. Look forward to that. Uh, yeah, man. Everything. Praise God for that. That's uh, awesome. Everything's going good. Uh, just staying really, really super busy. Really, what I do is I work, I feed animals, and I preach the gospel. And That's a like, very Aaron Sebastian <laughs> statement. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know you, that's <laughs> <laughs> my life, man. I, uh, that's what's going on, man. I'm excited to be here again uh, to talk gospel with you and, and uh, just get the message out there, man. So, how about uh, we just dive in here and you give us a little uh, brief summary of what the gospel is? first thing is you need to understand is that there's a problem. The problem is that God is good and God is holy and we're not. There's a there's a big fundamental issue uh, that we have to, that, that needed to be solved. One little uh, minute sin would separate uh, you from a holy righteous God, a perfect God and uh, it can be just the smallest uh, little white lie, the smallest uh, self-indulgent, the moment of pride and uh, you would split the gates of hell wide open for that uh, sinful act against 
a holy God. Um, so with that, um, God did so love uh, the world that he gave his only begotten son. And uh, he sent his son Jesus to the earth to uh, be born of a virgin and to uh, live a, a flawless, sinless life as the uh, perfect sacrificial lamb to atone for that sin. So uh, Jesus willingly went to the cross. He, he, he died for our sins, uh, took that punishment that we deserved um, and, and, and imputed um, his righteousness into us. And he, he, he took uh, the, the sin of the whole world, all the believers in, in Christ that have sinned against his name. He took that to the cross and he died, uh, died for that. And he uh, defeated sin and death in the grave in three days. And um, without that, uh, there there would be no there fellowship with the Lord, and uh, there'd be no chance of us escaping anything. Uh, but what a beautiful uh, what a beautiful end result there, right? That uh, Jesus Christ did in fact um, see the situation that we were in here, on the, and uh, came down off his throne, uh, which is kind of mind blowing. I talked about you know. Uh, my testimony and how I uh, prayed to God and he heard, heard me out and there, there's no way that, that God should have heard, heard me and listened to anything I would have to say because I know I'll um, just I'm a filthy rag I mean there's no reason that anybody would uh, in a, from an earthly perspective forget <laughs> yeah of course you gave me in that so, but, uh, but but he did so Holy God, thank you for this opportunity and this platform to get to speak um, about you and about your gospel. Uh, Lord God, we just uh, pray that you would govern our words and govern our time uh, to say words and principles from your holy Bible, your holy word that would bring glory to you. Uh, Lord, just want to pray that, that everything we do brings glory to the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, that um, we would uh, grow in this uh, uh, podcast in, in the means of just uh, maybe there's someone out there who doesn't know uh, the name of Jesus, who doesn't know the gospel or the, the news that uh, there is a holy God and there's a, a sin problem. And uh, But the good news is that, that you came and, and you took care of that sin problem uh, for the world, for those who would believe. Uh, Lord God, we love you. We thank you again for this time, this platform. And we pray that you would uh, bless uh, Brother Aaron and uh, just bless any um, hearers that hear this message today um, on this podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. The wood for our fire today is this idea that if at one point in our lives we prayed a prayer asking Jesus into our heart or to forgive our sins, that he definitely will and that uh, we're to save. A lot of people uh, think they're going to heaven, but they don't know the way. Listen, I'll say this. If you walked out, I think Brother Steve was saying, preaching and saying this in a little bit of a commentary. If you walk out the doors and you go into the world and you just ask everybody that you come in contact with if they're going to heaven or not, it's a stunning amount of people 
who are in their mind are going to heaven, but there's no evidence of that in their life whatsoever. And that's the concerning part to me. Like I said, they think they're on their way to heaven, but they don't know the way. It's because a lot of people have declared people saved just because they have walked down the aisle and they've had this emotional experience and they've prayed a prayer. They may even got baptized and uh, we have declared them saved despite no evidence of actual salvation taking place. So that's what we're here to burn down today. That's the, uh, that's the wood for the fire. But the gospel and the scripture, that's, that's what we're going to light it up with and burn it down. So here we go. In contrast to what I just described, we're going to try to describe what actual saving biblical faith is and produces. Maybe you think you guys are off base here. I challenge you to find an example of anything like the modern invitation in Scripture. Like find an example of Jesus saying, Come into you, my heart. If you ask me into your heart, I will come into your heart. Oh, man. The New Testament is void of these kind of teachings. I would challenge anyone to find an example of where someone came to Christ and followed Christ, and it was of little little consequence. And that's unfortunately what what goes on a lot. People say, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. I got baptized. I did all these things. But is their life different? Is there a before and after we can look at to say, oh, well, this person is growing in Christ and they're becoming more like Christ. Uh, you don't find examples of that in Scripture, but instead what you find is examples of Christ's disciples uh, abandoning all else, sacrificially following Him, denying themselves. And we're going to look at a couple of Scriptures here. This is Luke 9, 23, the one I'm, I'm going to read here. Uh, and he said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Now you can also find a similar statement in Matthew 16, 24. Mark 8, 34. This understanding of of saving faith allows us to have a moment where we have a response to a gospel message and then no moment outside of that where that makes any difference in our lives whatsoever. You know, there's no taking up our cross or denying ourselves. It's really a matter of the heart. And I know that... Um, it's something that your salvation it needs to be worked out and you need to look at it closely with frequency. But you're fundamentally changed when you have an experience with Christ. And no one that has an experience with Christ can have that experience and not be fundamentally changed. You just don't come in contact with Christ and not change who you are. Okay, if I came in late today uh, to our meeting here to record this episode and I said, Matt, uh, sorry I was late. I got hit by a Mack truck, but my clothes were undisturbed. There was no evidence uh, 
that I'd actually been hit by a Mack truck. My hair was all in place. Everything uh, looked good. You wouldn't believe that I'd got hit by a Mack truck, and why not? Because nobody comes in contact with something that big and goes away unchanged. Well, that's the same way that when we come to Christ... desires are going to change. Your uh, affections are going to change. You're going to love Christ. You're going to love the Father. Hey, check this out. So even the way that you would look, look at this uh, Luke 14, 26. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. So I think that's an illustration to say that you put those individuals um, in your life that are closest to you and if they don't look far less than Christ far far less than Christ to, to the difference of the word hate right. compared to Christ then yeah man like just like you said you nailed it there with the fact that that as intense and, and awesome as our love is for our children for our wives for our family uh, in comparison to our love for Christ that should look like hatred. Man, that's, that's a great point. We continue. Look at John uh, 12, 25 here. Whoever loves his life loses it. Whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. So, you know, the most important thing to most people is life. You know, we all want to, we all have this uh, bent towards self-preservation, you know. Uh, even, you know, today uh, in this cancel culture kind of world we live in, even, you know, it's to the point where you're going to have to make a decision. Are you going to speak and stand for the truth of God's Word and risk being canceled? Uh, or... Are you going to fold under that pressure and go along to get along kind of thing? Like this kind of world we're living in, maybe there's an episode there that we can have is the gospel and cancel culture. Uh, we're living in a time where increasingly the culture is more hostile toward Christ. And do we love our life more than we love Christ? Are we willing to lose our situations are we willing to lose even our physical life if need be to get this gospel message to other people? You know, just like us on this podcast, are we gonna are we gonna be afraid to say certain things in order to appease the culture, you know, in order to not offend anybody or whatever? Are we gonna be faithful to the biblical text? You know, at the end of the day, this is a question we all need to answer. And like I said, that's another episode. But but it points out beautifully this idea of, you know, are you willing to lose your life? Because guess what? It wasn't like culturally popular to follow Christ in his day. You know, uh, his disciples were persecuted and the church has been persecuted since. You know, people are, are martyred all the time for faith in Christ, Christ for not being willing to renounce Christ. Uh, people were martyred to stand for biblical truth. Uh, the idea of uh, 
you know, justification by faith alone cost men their lives uh, in the Reformation days. So, uh, you know, are we willing to follow in, in the footsteps of those who have gone on before us in the footsteps of the disciples, the apostles? Like, this what separates the men from the boys, so to speak, uh, when it comes to following Christ, you know, it's easy to follow a Christ that we think is going to give us everything we want, that is going to provide for all of our material wants and needs, that is not going to require any kind of, of uh, uh, sacrifice from us, not going to require us to put ourselves out there and put our lives on the line, our livelihoods, you know. Uh, if you're not willing to sacrifice your livelihood, you know, if you're not willing to, to lose that job or, or whatever for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of standing on truth, then certainly when your head's on the chopping block, you're, you're going to recant. Yeah, just look at the, uh, the rich young ruler uh, turned away and, and decided that uh, he wouldn't uh, give up his way of life. Um, he was, yeah, th that lifestyle was too important. And I think it's just... Uh, I think it's important as we again we talk about burning down the that that call to, to say a prayer and to uh, maybe uh, hear hear a, hear a song and say a prayer and then that's that's the magic potion. Um, yeah. The Bible's clear to um, repent and believe and follow Christ, and um, and I think again as you're talking, uh, just to again self evaluate, self reflect, and. Uh, there's no such thing as a carnal Christian. You don't have a right relationship with God. If you can continue doing the same old carnal path, doing the same old things that you've always done, and thinking you're going to get into heaven. That is, that is ludicrous, and that is not scriptural. So. Right. That does not line up with what we're reading here. And Well, in Matthew 8, the, uh, someone had come to Jesus and said, said you know, hey, I want to follow you. Let, let me go and bury my father first and Jesus said to him follow me and leave the dead to bury the dead man like that is just it seems harsh to us like we read that and we're like wow Jesus to follow Christ it is uh, it's about uh, sacrificing to do that and and really that's a heart issue you know is it more important to me bury my father or is it more important for me to follow Christ John 10, 27, it says, My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. It says we hear his voice, and we follow him. Uh, in other words, you know, uh, I don't know if you know anything about sheep, but... Uh, oh, I, gu I guarantee you do. Let's hear this. <laughs> but, uh, I, don't, I don't have sheep, but I have had goats. And similarly to sheep, like, my goats knew my voice. They, I could go out there, and this is how I called them. I said, yee, yee, like that. And they would all come around, ah, ah. And, and just, they knew it was, it was bean time, man. It was time to eat, you know, in the same way. Like, true believers are going to follow the voice of Christ. They're Let's, let's look at defining faith here. 
Uh, we got Webster's. We go to Old Trusty here. Oh boy, let's see what they have to say. Webster's. Uh, actually, Webster's don't do too bad with it. Uh, it says uh, the first definition: allegiance to duty or a person, loyalty. Okay. So that's not Christ. bad. We have a allegiance to Christ. Uh, well, really, probably where they're taking this from is they're probably what, what are all this kind of stuff based on? Well, it's based in scripture at some point. I mean, of course, culture pushes this things yeah. further and further away. But but I'm gonna give them that first point. Let's give them a check on that. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Okay. Uh, fidelity to one's promises. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see that. You know, we, uh, mostly as it relates to God. God is faithful. We are mostly unfaithful. That's, <laughs> but so that's probably yeah. Uh, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sincerity of intentions, like you do it in good faith. You know, we use that in that term. You know, and I don't have a problem with that. Uh, but as it relates to salvation, that's not really. Uh, it's not our definition. Uh, belief and trust in and and loyalty to God. Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Come on, come Webster. on, Yee. Uh, yee yee. Uh, belief in the traditional doctrines of a religion. Uh, in general, yeah, that's true uh, of uh, Christianity. You know, we believe in the traditional doctrines of Christianity. So, uh, I can see how they call that faith. Uh, but I will say, believing in the traditional doctrines of Christianity does not make you a Christian. You can believe a lot of things rightly and not know Christ and not be following Christ. Uh, so uh, this is the one I really hate. Firm belief in something for which there is no proof. Hmm. So that certainly doesn't apply to biblical faith and saving faith uh, because you know it's not just blind faith that we have it is uh, you know there there is a wealth of historical evidence to support uh, what scripture says and, and uh, because the Bible is a to quote Bodie Bodie Bauckham here the Bible is a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses reporting supernatural events that took place in the fulfillment of specific prophecies and claimed their writings are divine and not human in origin. Oh, man. I, I love that. It's he, I, heating I've up. Heard him, I've heard him say that, and, uh, and that just, he is, he is spot on. There, he so. is uh, certainly one of the greats. Uh, and it's just so true, man. There's just a, an overwhelming amount of evidence. So, so uh, old Webster can kick rocks on that uh, particular uh, definition there for sure. And not, then they go on to have complete trust. Uh, that's accurate. You know, we have to have complete trust in the atoning sacrifice of Christ uh, for our sins. Uh, and something that is believed with strong conviction. If you have said a prayer in your life one time at an altar call and even been baptized and then you haven't darkened the door of a church in 20 years and you just live however you want to, 
Like you don't believe anything with strong conviction. Let's get into biblical definitions, scriptural definitions. Faith is a vehicle through which we're justified. In Romans 3.30. God will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. So we're justified through faith, the Bible says. So that's where I get that it's a vehicle uh, through which we're justified. Uh, it's believing God in James 2.23. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness and he was called a friend of God. So notice that it says Abraham believed God, not Abraham believed in God, in the existence of God, uh, but Abraham believed the words of God. What God promised Abraham believed, what God said Abraham believed. Uh, demonstrated by his actions. Demonstrated by his actions, but... Uh, you know, uh, James 2.19 says, You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and they shudder, you know. So just believing in the existence of God, a lot of people believe in the existence of God or some may call it a, a higher power. It says that the demons believe and they even shudder. So they go further than, than a lot of people would, uh, you know, if... They call themselves Christians, right? And if if devil if the devils believe in God and are not justified, uh, there must be more to saving faith than just believing in God. And and there is, and that's where we get into. Uh, it produces works of of repentance. Uh, repentance obviously is uh, the turning away from our sin, the making war on our sin the changing of our mind to agree with God and uh, just conforming to the Word of God, uh, conforming to His will and uh, seeking to be obedient to Him. Just imagine walking down a path and you are fixed on a point, you're walking, walking down the path and repentance is stopping dead in your tracks, turning around and walking the other way, yeah. away from that sinful way that, you, that you've lived by um, up to that point. Yeah, absolutely. It's a complete 180-degree turn. I think it's also important to note on that repentance that you're still going to sin um, even if you have the true biblical salvation. That doesn't mean you're going to be sinless and perfect the rest of your life. Yeah. I think it's important to know. But there's also how do you react to that sin and how do you have a, a heart of repentance to turn back around and to get back on the right path. And that's evident if you are a true child of God, then you will most definitely feel the weight of sin on your conscience. Also, we have Paul in Romans going kind of out of his way to express that uh, keeping the law will not save. So I think that's important too that we say here, because Christ has saved us, we want to obey him. We want to obey God's law. Uh, but Romans 3.28, for we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. Then it gets a little tricky uh, when we look at James. Uh, 
James goes to great lengths to kind of uh, almost say the seemingly you see that faith was active along with his works and faith was completed by his works. You also have the faith without works is dead. But if you believe God, as you said, faith or repentance is going to be or is going to accompany that faith, you know. Uh, so true saving faith. And one more point I want to bring out real quick and then then we'll we'll conclude and I hope that we have done well to burn this idea down. I hope that somebody hears this and says, man, I don't think I'm really saved. And if that's you, I hope that you repent and you believe the gospel and you do as Matt described there and turn around and go the other direction. I hope you would reach out to us. We got a couple of good churches uh, and we're not biased at all, but we got a couple of good churches we'll, <laughs> we'll recommend for you, uh, get you plugged in and really, uh, you know, whatever we can do to help in that process, we'd love to uh, to help with that and look I think again we're the purpose is in, in love to to burn this concept down right because yeah. you know the thing that shows Christian love is to tell people about the good news of Christ and there's a lot of phonies that tell you that you can you that you are saved and there's a, a huge percentage of of Americans that are victims of American cultural Christianity that may and most likely believe at some or at some point in their time have had a pastor stand up in front of them or somebody they know pray with them and they think because that one simple prayer just for with no other indicators that they're saved and that is and a scary thought to tell folks you, like me and you that know that's a lie and we don't early, early on man I I gotta admit yeah. I I perpetrated that lie you know and unknowingly not intentionally but you know that's something I I repent of well, and, it's, it's and a, it's a prevalent idea right yeah. and so you know thank uh, praise God that that we we've learned uh, through through his word uh, around biblical salvation and hopefully we burn that down mm-hmm. in love right. that if somebody has heard this false American cultural Christian uh, yeah. way to be saved that is absolutely not true, and we don't want you to split hell wide open thinking that you're because of your good works absolutely. and who you are. If you uh, go to hell, I don't want it to be because because uh, you believed that 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 one incident in your life uh, had you covered. You know, Re- salvation is a a lifelong and it's a process. Rela- it's a relationship and relationship with Christ and. Uh, if that's if that doesn't describe your situation, then then you haven't Man. been saved. Yeah, we gotta we gotta talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, let's look at at where faith comes from, because I think that's important too. How do you get the faith? Uh, and I'll take us to John three three. Jesus answered. This uh, he's talking to uh, Nicodemus. He said, Jesus answered him. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. So, this faith, this grace that we receive from Christ is from the Holy Spirit. 
and it is a gift of God. Amen. And if you, you have it, God has blessed you and been merciful for you. Um, this is not something that everybody just automatically has and you put your faith in in God or a potato or whatever you want to put it in. That's why well, you gotta bring up the potatoes this week, man. <laughs> Sorry, uh I I, I hey, was not thinking hey, about no, that. Listen, you might have had a bad week out there, but you ain't sitting around worried about what gender that potato is. Oh come on. man, come on man. That may be a different episode too. I don't know, but uh the gospel and potatoes. I I, I don't know. Just doesn't seem right. Anyway, uh, in Ephesians 2 8, for by the gra- by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing, it is a gift of God, not a result of works, uh, so that no one can boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So it is God who gives the gift of faith, of salvation. And he won't share his glory with us. Um, So we need to glorify him and praise him uh, for this gift of faith. So if you can, um, put your trust in him today. But I just want to, in closing, reiterate, faith is taking God at his word so completely that you will abandon all else to follow Christ. Faith is confidence that Jesus is who he said he was, or said he is rather, that he perfectly fulfilled God's law and died to satisfy the Father's wrath for us. Faith is a basic ingredient to begin a relationship with God. Faith is the assurance that things, that the things revealed and promised in the word are true. Even though unseen, he gives the believer a conviction that what he expects in faith will come to pass. And I got that part of the definition from uh, online uh, wikibooks.org. And then lastly, faith is a gift and, and is always accompanied by repentance. And I think maybe... Uh, episode 3 might need to be the gospel and biblical repentance because uh, we haven't had time to to delve into that as much but that that would be a a good episode let me pray for us Father God thank you for uh, this day Lord we thank you for this discussion we've been able to have and uh, we just uh, ask that you use it for your glory Lord Uh, we ask that you use it as a tool to uh, get the gospel to uh, many people who uh, need to hear it, Lord. I pray that you would draw sinners to repentance and faith. I pray that uh, you would uh, allow us to help uh, in any way get people plugged into the local church, which is uh, step one what you need to do if you heard this message or if they heard this message, Lord, they need to be in a a body of believers, Lord, and they need to be discipled. So, Lord, we pray you'll make that happen. And, uh, Lord, uh, we just ask that as we continue to make episodes, Lord, that you lead, guide, and direct us. 
and uh, just help us to say the things you would want us to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.